Our Halloween episode begins in Corpus Christi, where a young boy finally turns his dark fantasies into reality. Then, we travel to Georgetown, where a young woman's body is found with one notorious identifier, but her name is a mystery for years to come. Welcome to episode 49 of Texas 1031. Oh, I have high blood pressure, apparently. I mean, I feel like if you're, if you're, if you don't have high blood pressure and you're a millennial, that's a rare Yeah, if there's not an impending sense of doom that just makes your blood boil at all times. How are you living? If you're, are are you born with cancer? Do you have high blood pressure? Do you want to kill yourself on the regular? You might be a millennial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like a new, what's oh, that wait, guy's and you're name? you're an alcoholic. Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you might oh. be a millennial. Gross. I just brought a Republican into this conversation for some Cassie, reason. Cassie, that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> <laughs> We're not shaving our heads no. and walking around topless with just like fuck men written in Wait, red you don't lipstick. Do that? <laughs> oh, have you started doing that? <laughs> yeah, man. For Whoops, years. Sorry. Huh? I didn't mean to offend you. Oh, fun. <laughs> All right. Hey, everyone. This is Cassie and Hannah. This is Texas 1031, and this is a Texas true crime podcast. Mm-hmm. It's our third Halloween episode. That's weird. Really? Our third? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The Holy first, shit. You did the Timothy O'Brien yep. and I did Johnny Frank Garrett. Let mm-hmm. me, let me, I'm try and remember this. You did, the next one was Emma Velker. No, fuck. That was for our one year anniversary. It I was, it uh, she was in Galveston and her convenience store was robbed and she was murdered. Oh yeah. No, mm-hmm. that one was just on Halloween. Are you sure? Yeah. That was Sylvia Salinas. Fuck. You have such it, a good memory for this. I know, right? Because I remember I did Jacqueline Michelle Graham and you did Silly Salinas and they were both, she was on Halloween, but that wasn't our Halloween episode. What did I do for our Halloween episode last year? I'm going to find it. I'm getting it confused with, oh, I did uh, the the fake story where it was the movie with oh, the, the thought form. I was thinking about that Olivia too when I was looking for mine. Mabel. That one pissed me off so much. It you did. I thought so you did good. a haunted one. I, did you not do Emma Velker? No, because you, you did that for our anniversary because that was the guy. Um, yes, that was yeah. our friend from the San Antonio right. Express News. Rich. Rich! Dude, my memory is killer God. right now. <laughs> How are you not already just done with school, I just know. blazing through it? Yeah. Oh, uh, who, what, who, what? You did. Oh, the cult. Well, cult. The cult of Wells yeah! Church. Yay! Yeah, good job. Thank you so much. Yay. Yeah. Fuck those guys. Yeah. Well, Crazy religious zealots. Is hey, that hey, 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 hey. Those people, those, I'm talking specifically about those yeah, people. We're right. not, yeah. We don't generalize here after the summer of growth. Yeah, still growing, still fall <laughs> of growth, Halloween of growth. Um, yeah, so it's our 49th episode, which I had to write, of course, the thing about numbers, because well, it wouldn't be me without it. Nope. 
So it still has a spooky element, even though we wanted, would have liked for it to be our 50th. Finally get to the big old 5-0. But if you add up 4 and 9, it's 13. And then if you reverse 13, it's 31. 10, 31. It's fine. Perfect. I know. Perfect. So, ha. <laughs> um, do you have recommendations? I do. I have one. Um, it's a podcast that was in my recommended podcasts. Um, and I've kind of like I was listening. Actually, I was listening to the Fred and Rose yeah. West tapes. And I stopped because I was I think it was too difficult for me to hear because I was driving. Well, also like the accents of it's, those people. They're not thick. those people. But yeah, it's like it's rough. Yeah. I have to listen to that. <laughs> Luckily enough, when I'm walking my dog at night, mm. so I can actually hear it. But in the I'm recommendations, kidding. it was, um, I believe it's called 88 Days. It's the story. Yeah, I started that. Yeah, the story of Jamie Claus. Yeah, that was really, really tragic. Holy shit. That lady it, who like found her on the street and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That I didn't know much about that Mm-mm, case, except that she was kidnapped and I think when I first saw it, I was like, oh, I bet this is one of those cases where she has to do with the parents murder because mm. all i did was see this girl was missing and her parents were murdered so i thought it was like that one chick that oh, one I goth forgot girl about that her parents were killed yeah oh shit dude did you not finish the podcast no i did but i've literally been <sighs> binging like so much stuff yeah. lately that like everything is turning into one big mush it broke me i drove to and from san antonio in one day to drop a tent off and that's what I started and I finished all in that Mm -hmm. same day and by the time I got to the I rented a car to do that because I didn't want to fuck up my car (laughs) and I got to the rental place and I was like trying to pull myself together because they had just gone over like the mother's last moments on this earth and I was just fucking bawling so yeah that was intense so if you haven't listened to 88 days Mm -hmm. I recommend it and I guess Hannah does too so that's good yeah um I am going to recommend, it's a short one, it's called Septic, and I already told Scott about it, and I told his sister about it, and a girl I work with about it. I hate that name. I know, it's a, I mean, our name sucks too, but like, it's a bad choice for a podcast name. our name. Whatever. Our name doesn't make us think of toilets. Okay, but. And backed up toilets bubbling up in a lawn, like. All right, well. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. it's not like I chose it. (laughs) So, it's about um, this woman in West Virginia and her son, she's put on trial for the murder of her child who is gone. He's missing and he is found in their trailer's septic tank. Very like um, Elisa <sighs> Lamb of how she found was found in the water tank at that hotel. Like it's like it's very a mystery of how he got there. Yeah. And it, it's really more interesting on um, like the social level of social norms and poverty and economics. And mm. she's pregnant and she was previously a drug addict. And it's very interesting to see the multiple sides of just like parenting styles and like yeah. the court of public opinion. Mm. It's uh, I don't think she did it, but it's really interesting. Wow. I think it's a quick like maybe eight possibly just six episodes okay it's fast but it's really it's a i don't know refreshing in a really sad sense but it's interesting that's i will go download that because i'm driving to and from san antonio again next week (laughs) there you go yeah the name is not good but i don't know what else they would call it that's true ah it's memorable that's like really yeah haunting it's, it's the photo like the icon her face i don't know if that's what she really looks like but it's obviously distorted a little bit yeah but it's really really sad it looks scary so yeah if you cried about jamie this one will make you cry oh, great um yeah anything else you want to get into i'm about to get into good old palsy wowsy um uh 
No, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> so everyone, big fucking news. Yeah. So I sent this to Cassie the other day and I'm really excited about it because it's kind of in- insane. Um, I was having to do some like statistic research on capital punishment, death penalty stuff. And I was looking at the list of executions that have taken place in Texas since January or the 2019 ones. And I was counting people, blah, blah, blah. And my eyes fall on none other than our dear friend, Larry Lawrence Swearingen. Swearingen. So check this shit out. I uh, did a Google search. And these are the two articles that I mainly like got some info from. Just because they were really good. So it was a Texas Tribune article written by Jolie McCullough Mm. and a Washington Post article written by Tom Jackman. So I'm going to take parts of all of them. But if you guys don't remember this case, Cassie covered it back in May. It was uh, the supposed killer of Melissa Trotter. Yes, where he was... The, the Innocence Project got involved mm-hmm. and he maybe did it. I think he did. We would. We talked about doubtful. that one for a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, quote, they are going to execute someone that the legitimate forensic science has proven innocent, says James Writing. I believe it's writing. It's spelled weird. Um, I listened to that episode again not too long ago mm-hmm. to get the connection. Is that how to- you said his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it, okay. It, that's how his pretty last sure. name is. Okay. Yep. Um, and the execution is going through on the basis of other forensic science that is borderline quackery. In fact, it is quackery, end quote. The Montgomery District Attorney's Office, however, has zero doubt that Swearingen was Melissa Trotter's killer. Kelly Blackburn, uh, it's a male, the office's trial bureau chief recited a laundry list of circumstantial evidence prosecutors obtained to obscure and uphold Swearingen's conviction, including cell phone records that put him near the spot uh, where Trotter's body was found, her hair in his truck, and this is, I don't remember us talking about this part. Uh, some of her school papers were found near his parents' house. Ooh. What did I fucking say? Ask the mom. I did not. Yeah. There's some shit we don't find know. Find that shit. Yes. Uh, the main con- conflicting points involving forensic science in Swearingen's case were Trotter's time of death, <clears throat> which we discussed. Yeah. Uh, the matching of pantyhose. And I don't remember this. But blood flecks found in her fingernail scrapings. I do remember that. You do? Okay. Um, I don't I remember there being much information on it. So yeah. we probably just glazed over it. I was probably like, there was some DNA that was inconclusive. I don't know. Yeah. And I yeah. couldn't do remember. Do you want me to turn on the fan? Oh, no. I'm fine. Okay. I couldn't remember because they talk about rape. And I don't remember us discussing that. I remember there was DNA from a possible sexual assault. They did a rape kit. But... Uh, it was like a phantom pubic hair. Yeah, there was no, I think there was no bruising or tearing in yeah. her vaginal exactly. canal. Um, the lab analyst at trial said the blood, which Kelly Blackburn said amounted to the size of a pinpoint. Jesus. Possibly came from contamination in the lab, not the crime scene. Yeah. This analyst said this was because the brighter color and composition of the blood indicated it was from after her death. Okay. Brady Mills from the DPS said that the analyst didn't have enough information of the collection and storage process to make that opinion and that the blood could have come from contamination or it could be the actual evidence. So what the fuck? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. This is going to knock you off your chair. This chair's kind of broken, so let's (laughs) hope not. Swearingen also said that Texas authorities had not placed the DNA found under her fingernails in a national database only the state database like what 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 i'm sorry what it, like 
go out further into the database. Okay. Well, that's not good now that fucking Samuel Little is right. a thing. I mean, just in general, though, like, okay. Prosecutors yeah. noted that Trotter had the same food. We talked about this in her mm-hmm. stomach that she was last seen eating at the college student center and wearing the same clothes. Yeah. We texted about that afterwards. Yep. Of like, why didn't we think of that? Blah, hey, blah, yep. blah. Swearingen's lawyer for the past 15 years, again, James Writing said that if Trotter had been dead for 25 days, the food would have been disintegrated. Yep. That wasn't the same food. And if she had been held captive, like we posed, yep. she wouldn't have been, quote, taken to Macy's to freshen up, which... I guess he's just trying to infer, like, she, her she body, was found yeah. in relatively good condition. What person who was holding her captive would give her chicken, potatoes, and whatever broccoli. We, right. We or something. I don't know. So all the time of death stuff is, you know, very highly debatable. But, like, I don't know. Who's feeding her? That could lead to, like, an accomplice or, like, I don't know, whatever. So this is bad. We talked about his previous crimes. Yes. And verbatim, we really like ex or something. Yeah. So Kelly Blackburn said, and uh, nothing extenuating past this article uh, could prove this, but whatever, um, said that Swearingen had sexually assaulted his first wife at knife point, gagged and sexually assaulted another woman, and broke into a neighbor's home. This is rough, and cut off the legs of a pair of pantyhose. He was uh, convicted of capital murder, obviously, while committing aggravated sexual assault, which is interesting because we didn't ever really hear about full-on rape in the we trial. We did not. It was suggested that they just did a rape kit because it was procedure. Yeah. So I'm thinking if there's no evidence of rape, if it was a phantom, not real pubic hair, no semen, if his MO is rape and he didn't rape Melissa, how do you shift from being a full-on rapist to just not? Yeah, you don't. You don't just skip that part of and it. And also, like, he had already been arrested by the time she was found in that condition. How can you be in jail and still commit a crime? I know. That was the... That was the... <laughs> that was the fucking part of it where I was like, I feel like this guy did it. But also, how did he do right. manage this? You know? Like, how was she not found in that spot that searchers had looked over right. three, four times. And I mean, they said that he was arrested because he stole a car and he was fleeing town and her school papers. And it's like, well, yeah, he's probably trying to get rid of any evidence yeah. connecting him to her, tossed her shit out the window. I don't want to be framed for this. Yeah. Um, uh, just a smidge more. The Ugh. lawyer says that the blood points to another man as Trotter's murderer. This is good. Adding that Melissa's friends stated that Melissa herself told them that she and Larry were dating. What? What? And other other witnesses came forward to say, this is insane, that she had actually been afraid of someone else who was threatening to kill her in the days leading up to her murder or disappearance. Why is this just now? Girl, it's probably because it's all court documents bullshit. What the Quote, we are not persuaded, which is interesting to say, the results showing the presence of another DNA donor in the fingernail scrapings would overcome the, air quotes, mountain of evidence of Swearingen's guilt. There are many ways someone else's DNA could have ended up in the victim's fingernails. Right. So how can you definitively state that it came from an altercation with Larry? Like you're literally negating you're your own point. yourself. Right. Yeah. Um, when you look at all the forensic evidence aka uh, basically nothing yeah and then all the circumstantial evidence the only person who has ever been tied to this murder is larry swearing jen because that's because that's your narrative that's your narrative now yeah with yeah okay so sandy trotter this is i don't want to come across as rude because this is a victim's mother but i have uh, whatever told the houston chronicle that she never wavered in her belief that swearing jen killed her daughter quote the overwhelming evidence is not just a coincidence 
but like it's all circumstantial, circumstantial evidence which is a co- coincidence yeah um quote oh man this is good there was a trial he was found guilty and they agreed on a sentence that's, yeah, that's just how court works. That's or, you not. Know, that's, oh, if no. I was her mother, if I was fucking Melissa, I would want a better result. I would want more definitive proof. Justice for myself, justice yeah. for my daughter, justice for my sister. I don't know. Ugh, like, there's reasonable doubt. That's what we kept harping on when, yes. we, when you covered it. Yes, I, I remember we did say <sighs> this was like Adnan Syed, where it's like, you maybe probably did it, but there's not enough to lock mm-hmm. you away for it. And it doesn't sound like Just he like was the, the best guy, but that doesn't mean you get sentenced yes. for death. Yeah. And the whole oh, issue... Oh, fuck, am I recanting my opinion? Okay. Oh, my so God. So the, the blood under her fingernails being minuscule, also not matching him or Melissa, mm-hmm. never brought to court. New pantyhose evidence saying that it wasn't a match, never brought to court. Uh, jury never knew any of that shit after the fact. How after is the it was sentence not commuted? Greg Abbott. Um... And then what was the other thing? So the the blood wasn't brought to trial. Jury never knew about it. Pantyhose evidence was never given to the jury uh, or like whatever after testing. The blood was never in the national database. <laughs> exactly. Oh, also, I had a theory of that like they were like, oh, he was acting fishy before he was arrested with like the burglary of his trailer home and the wife or whatever. This is what I think is that she came home, saw that maybe him and Melissa had been fucking around. It clearly says in one of the articles that the bedroom was disheveled. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they were probably having sex. Things got out of hand. He didn't have time to clean up to get her out of the house. Oh, my God. Do you think her cigarettes was, were left there? And he said, oh, my God, babe, the place was burglarized. He had to lie to cover up his infidelity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. His Her hair was in his car, which is like, duh, they were clearly they were dating. verbatim from her Melissa saying they were dating. Of course, her hair is going to be in your car. You know what I mean? Like, do you think the wife had anything to do with it? Then I don't think so. I think that like she. Do was, you think he killed her to cover up his affair? No, I think that. Do so you think someone else? Completely. I yeah, because it does. None of the DNA matches him. Oh it is circumstantial. Yes, it looks super bad, but like. What is the whole, why would he just go into a neighbor's house and take pantyhose? Where's the evidence to support that? Yeah. I need more information on that. Well, because it's that does like, sound like his MO, but he didn't do anything. Like, if the pantyhose weren't the murder weapon that they're claiming it to be. Yeah. You got the nothing. murder weapon. You got nothing. Right. And it, that's kind of. didn't know about it. Like the Lacey Peterson case where that one investigator said, oh my God, this, this guy isn't a murderer. He's just a douchebag mm-hmm. who's cheating on his wife. It's right. like, and he admits that he was like, I did some stupid things when I was young. I was cheating on my wife. I should have been at home with my kids. He had children. Like, I don't think, yes, he probably is a bad guy and mm-hmm. gets violent when he does certain things with women, but the MO is not there. Interesting. And the evidence isn't there. Yeah. Last words. Lord, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing, which is kind of not how very the cliche. Lord said it. Uh, this is creepy. It says, as Swearinger, he said that into a microphone hanging above his head, like while he's laying there about to get injected. At 6.35 p.m., he was injected with a lethal dose, lethal dose of pentobarbital, according to the Texas Department of Criminal Justice. The Houston Chronicle reported that Swearingen said he could, quote, taste it. And described a burning in his arm. He was pronounced dead at 647. Whoa, wait, what? It took over an hour? No, 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 no. 635 to 647. Still, that's a long time. I guess Oh, you have I to... thought you said 747 for some reason. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, I might have. Um, Larry Swearingen was the fourth person executed in Texas this year and the 12th in the nation. 11 more scheduled for Texas before December. Wow. 
Wait, Holy we also shit. we execute people very slowly for a state that is just gun ho about executing right. people. Yeah, but yeah, because I remember in that episode, I had my story that I had spun where he was a guy that was maybe intimidating to her, mm-hmm. and he had a thing for her. Maybe Their one relation- of his friends right. had some creepy thing for her, but and like, like, and we always were like, "Where did they meet? How did they know yeah. it was him? How did they go directly it after been it?" Fucking nice to know that but they it, were dating right. in her words, and that's why it makes sense that there was no sort of. In- I don't know. There was an instant like, hey, this is probably your suspect because her friends probably came forward and said, hey, this is the guy she's dating. But right. no one knew because they were keeping it on the fucking down low because right. he's fucking married. Right. So no wonder there was no like instant like, how did this happen? They probably had been seeing each other for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it was weird the way three days later he was picked up for yeah. that. Yeah. So there definitely I remember there was that big gap and we were mm-hmm. just like mm, moving on, you know, so who fed her, who held her captive and whose blood is it? Could it have been sex trafficking and they just decided she was too much trouble or something? Like, I, who knows? And they just dumped her back close I think to where she lived. That's less likely. I mean. Then what? Then right. him doing it? Or exactly. then a friend? I mean, it's or the... some random drifter murderer holding her captive? Like, what the fuck happened to Melissa Trotter? I don't know. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, and I found it. He was executed on august 21st and i found it on october 21st so i was like oh numbers whoa but uh he was 48 years old man wow he was really young yeah he spent 19 years in prison <laughs> okay that was it yikes yay yikes yay Ugh. um i'm first this week i got a good one Woo! didn't happen on halloween but it is, like I said, gory enough to qualify. So, yeah, if you are you ready? From yeah. the theme, it has to be. Are we good? Do yep. We, yeah, okay. I'm ready. Okay. Wait, are you good on your drink? Well, I'm not reporting, so I can go get. Yeah. Yeah. When you're done, let me know. All right. Cool. Thank you, bartender. Thank you, Brennan, for bringing home cider. I'm probably not supposed to drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So Thursday morning, March 27th, 2014. Timothy Johnson and LaWanda Houston were enjoying their morning cup of coffee together, getting their day started, letting their dog out, the huge. About 10 minutes later, the couple hears their doorbell ring. Standing. Sorry. (laughs) Sound effects. Uh, Standing at the door was a young man, thin, wearing wiry glasses, fairly timid looking. Um, The teenager tells the woman, call the police. I've just murdered someone. Ah, Get off my front porch then, please. Go wait on the lawn. That's what I would... I don't. Oh, I, would, that's I just wouldn't answer my so door. So petrifying. No, but, I. Yeah. No, who answers their door? No one in our age bracket. No. We're like smarter I have a than giant that. Fence. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Wanda would tell police later on during an interview that he was very calm and straightforward. She asked him um, who he killed and why, and she said he responded, "I killed my mother. I did it for lots of reasons. Ooh. Never specified. Just a just a lot of stuff." Timothy would ask the boy how he killed his mom, and he responded with a hammer. I beat her with a hammer. Wait, side note. Have you seen uh, The Human Centipede Part 2? Yeah. Isn't that how he kills his mother, with a hammer? I don't... Or some kind of tool? I don't remember this. The third one was the prison one. Mm-hmm. The second one was the creepy security guard who wanted to re... I thought that was the third one. Mm-mm. Oh, no. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Duh. It was a similar i just remember the dead baby getting smushed under the accelerator of the car Uh, i think about that sometimes when i'm in my car but no he 
he kills his mother and there's this really cool scene of just remember. like her head missing basically Whoa, just I like totally caved don't in. remember that at all i think it might it's either a hammer or some like kitchen tool. type thing oh it was in the kitchen so it could have been like a meat cleaver type thing you know Ooh, it might have been it yeah. might have been yeah okay so yeah happy halloween if you want <laughs> to picture this awful murder of this yeah, poor woman it's terrible go watch human centipede part two those are so good though i fucking love them yeah why don't i own those i don't well you and DVDs. I like DVDs. Me and Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie has a collection of like 3,000 DVDs. Yeah, but he's Rob Zombie. He can do whatever he wants. So can I. <laughs> Sorry. No, I don't care. <laughs> I just don't know what to say. Uh, all right. So the boy wouldn't make eye contact when speaking to the couple. Um, they weren't sure if he was telling the truth. They kind of felt bad at, for him at certain points. Um, LaWanda noted that she just wanted to keep him calm. She wasn't sure what he was really thinking, what he was capable of. I mean, I wouldn't either. You just like, oh, hey, man, I'm, I killed someone. Like, why, no. Why would you stay with him, though, if he just said I <sighs> When I you're in that moment, I don't know. I don't know. That's Obviously, he wasn't too terrifying. Super weird. Um, the fact that he was so casual and unemotional about what he had just done was pretty disturbing to them. They didn't know if he was mentally unstable, mm-hmm. if he was on medications, like what was actually happening. So <clears throat> the couple had called the cops but they decided to make a second phone call to the police since it was taking them a while to arrive what the fuck <laughs> um the police would finally get to timothy and lawanda's home and the boy um he would be identified as 18 year old kevin davis and he calmly put his hands up and surrenders wow kevin lived in corpus christi at the Windrush apartments with his 50 year old mother kimberly hill Kim was working as a hospice caregiver, and she had actually served time um, as a corporal in the Marines. Wow. Um, yeah. She, by all accounts, Kim was a gem. Oh, um, no. Yeah. This is just rough. Her friends would go on to say that Kim hadn't mentioned any big issues with Kevin, um, but at that point in time during 2014, she had told some people that Kevin hadn't really wanted to go to school, um, and he just wanted to stay home and play video games. Hashtag me too. Mm-hmm. Um bad i shouldn't use that oh, like that oh yeah i forgot the implications of a me too now. yeah um so according to kim's friends and coworkers they um just knew that kevin was reserved he was maybe a little unhappy at school but again like this is what i thought you're 18 it's march you got what a hot 2 months before you graduate yeah why are you freaking out yeah but you can literally go to school and sleep yeah calm down dude um, now remember, Kim and Kevin lived in the Wind Rush apartments. I went to look these up because I wanted to get some, not necessarily crime scene photos, but I wanted to kind of get an idea of maybe there was like a, a shot of like the crime scene tape or like something for the, uh, social media yeah. post. Um, and I found pictures that were just like way worse. So I'm not trying to talk shit about the Wind Rush apartments, but I'm definitely about to do that. So, uh, this woman posted a Google review along with photos that she took of piles of used Q-tips, needles, sewage that had pooled outside the buildings, and there were tampons floating in the sewage. And, like, piles of needles. Like, used needles and, like, bloody Q-tips. Oh, my God. And a basketball hoop that didn't have a hoop or a net, just, like, a and backboard. Just a bo- yeah. yeah. Um, so, back to the murder. So, the night prior... Uh, to her murder Kim speaks with some colleagues and friends and they said everything sounded normal she was happy nothing stood out nothing seemed wrong um, around 8 30 or 9 a woman named Sierra Solace I believe is how you say her name she arrives at the apartments with her uh, fiance and her new baby 
They're there visiting Sierra's mother who lives at the apartments. Okay. And Sierra's mom lives in unit 1708 and it's directly above Kim and Kevin's apartment. So walking up to the apartment, Sierra tells police later on that she saw Kim and Kevin and spoke with Kim briefly. Um, she told detectives that she was actually like kind of well acquainted with Kim just because they visited her mom often. Um, she said that she never really interacted with Kevin. Um, he just was kind of always like around. She said that uh, Kim said hello. They chatted a bit, saw her new baby and said goodnight. Um, during her interview with the police, she and her fiance recalled how Kevin was just kind of lingering and like staring off in the distance um behind his mom like when they were speaking and that they ran into him later um in the evening after the initial interaction and he just like stopped and like smirked and walked off sierra remembered how terrified she was once she found out what happened to kim and now when you pair what i'm about to say with the uh, needles and tampon sewage you'll question what is happening Um, She said she actually slept with the windows open that night and she never heard anything from Kim's apartment. So the following morning, uh, March 27th, Kim's co-worker, Kathleen, noticed that Kim hadn't made it to their uh, morning meeting. So remember, she's a hospice caregiver. So everyone would kind of meet in the morning um, to discuss any patient matters or like incidents that occurred overnight. Um, It's not really mandatory that all the employees attend. So everyone thought she might have just gone straight to her first client that day or just decided decided to skip the meeting or she was just running late or whatever. Um, she was a reliable coworker. She just, it was unusual, but no one was really in panic mode quite yet. Um, so the morning meeting had come and gone. Workday is starting. And then now Kim's boss, Celeste McGraw, uh, or McCraw, sorry, um, gets a phone call. Basically, Kim was supposed to arrive at a nursing home facility that morning and she didn't show up and there's this kind of domino effect of phone calls placed to coworkers, Kim's boss, yada, yada. And eventually someone calls the police saying, hey, we need to go do like a welfare check on Kim. Um, And so Celeste pulls up to Kim's apartment, like what the fuck is going on? She sees the complex is like swarming with cop cars and police tape. And she introduces herself to a police officer, explains her side of the story. Um, you know, Kim's been MIA this morning and we're a little worried, like what's going on. Investigators enter Kim Hill's apartment. They immediately see a trail of blood that's leading from the living room to the master bedroom. And this is where they find Kim's body Mm. lying on the floor. She was naked from the waist down. Mm. Her skull was split open next to her. A bloody hammer was on the carpet. She had around 18 lacerations on the front, sides, and back of her head as a result from being beaten to death with the hammer. So it's Halloween, right? Boo. (laughs) Detectives would get the full story from Kevin shortly after he is arrested and charged with the murder of his mother. So he actually did do it. Like, I was starting to think that maybe, like, some... No, that would have been cool. It's fake. Little V Mabel all over again. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) No. Kim's really alone. Uh... Um, two Corpus Christi detectives would Mirandize Kevin and he agreed to speak with them about what happened. He signs the paperwork, waves his Miranda rights, all that stuff. He even like jokes with the detectives about how he shouldn't be like scribbling on such official documents or something like he's a total asshole. Oh, God. Um, the detectives begin and there, there's uh, like video footage and like transcripts of all this stuff. So I that's like I get a lot of quotes directly from him. Wow. Because he's. Yeah. Um, They calmly begin uh, and ask him if he had anything he really wanted to get off his chest. And they were there (laughs) to listen. (sighs) God. (laughs) 
Quote. Oh, these poor, I'm sorry. Uh, no. These poor investigators having to, like, reel themselves back and, like, do these things in these terms. Like, do you want to get anything off your chest? Well, and like, it's, like, uh, embarrassing. Instead of, like, hey, you fucker, tell me what happened. You murdered a woman. Well, I mean, they could. I mean, they can do whatever they want, technically. They could, but to, to get shit out of certain people, it's, like, you really yeah. have to reel Play yourself in. Yeah. It comes across, though, as inexperienced and stupid, to be perfectly honest. Like, they don't know the correct, not that I do, but, like, instead of saying ejaculate, they say come and it's just like why are you Ooh, yeah you're not I don't supposed know to, it's just like not professional when you're talking about a, a dead woman right. maybe don't use the word but come. also maybe yeah. they were trying to relate to him and not be as whatever it's true yeah, yeah anyway. it depends on how good we think the girls yeah. are here who knows okay so quote well i guess i should start from the beginning i asked my mother for permission to die or rather commit suicide i'm bored with life i don't like life i don't like people i don't really like living there's nothing really depressing about it it is it's just what it just is what it is and so i wrote the note this is kevin's suicide note that he had drafted to his mother and his sister march 26 2014 6 51 a.m what a time to write your suicide note why are you wait i'm sorry i'm gonna stop life resignation notice I had a change of heart. I said I was going to do it. I need to speak to my word. I am a man after all, albeit a hilarious one. Too much damn work, too many obligations. Seriously, fuck people, but most of all, fuck me. By the way, I've always fantasized about murdering and raping you two. It's kind of funny how you really never know someone, not even your own son or brother. Kevin goes on to tell detectives that he had a last minute change of heart and on a whim, he flipped the paper over and began a second note. Quote, a little plan to kill both my mother and my sister. And frankly, it's always been a thing of mine. I'm a bit of a pervert. Quote, I was never ashamed of it. It just was what it was. Over the years, there were hints. I said things, but I guess they basically brushed it off. But the hints were everywhere. They're my family and family looks past that kind of stuff and they try not to look into it. So this is what uh, Kevin says proceeds after he asks permission if he can kill himself. After Kim refused to grant Kevin permission to kill himself, he decided it was time to take action. Quote, and so I kind of left off in a fury and just did it right in there. I'm trying to strangle her with a cord ripped from a uh, video game console controller. Kevin was fairly scrawny and Kim was on the couch watching TV. So he's behind her and he begins strangling her, but soon realizes like it's not going to work. He explains that the cord wasn't working out too well and she started screaming and he was like, fuck this, like, I got to take care of it. He says he went into her room, grabbed a hammer at the bottom of one of her drawers, quote, and went back into the living room. And well, you get the gist from there. He claims he bashed his mother in the head with a hammer around 20 times. He dragged her into the bedroom, but somehow Kim was still alive. Oh, my God. Her skull was cracked wide open. Her brains were exposed. He kicked at her dislodged brains, um, or he kicked at her and dislodged some of her brains. Kevin's curiosity gets the best of him when he grabs another weapon, this time a large knife, and starts swirling her brains around with the blade. Later on, when Kevin is interviewed by a psychiatrist, he would claim that in addition to stirring up Kim's brains with a knife, he stuck his hand into her skull and said her brains felt like putty, and that he tasted some of her brains no, as we well. No, fucking didn't. Oh, my God. I feel nauseous. Right? Detectives then begin to ask him when, uh, when did his mother's clothes come off? When were those removed? Oh, no. He said it was very lab- 
is it laborious or laborious? Whatever. I always say laborious, but Me that too. might be from Dexter's laboratory. Think, yeah. yeah. It was very uh, exertion. <laughs> he exerted many efforts getting her clothes off after dragging her body across the apartment. Remember, it started in the living room, ended yeah. in the master bedroom. Um, the detectives then asked, if, uh, asked Kevin if Kim was his biological mother. I personally think that this was partly because of the nature of the crime mm-hmm. of like, how could you do this to your real mom? Um, but due to Kim being found sexually assaulted, I'm just kind of one- guessing like maybe they just wanted to know really how related were you? Yeah. Not really like this is so tragic, but like. What the fuck did- you. Yeah, yeah. This is your mom. Your mom. mom. Yeah. Ed Kemper did it. <sighs> yeah, very similar. Yeah. Um, after handling his own mother's brains, he claims, quote, and then I had sex with her corpse. I lost my virginity to a corpse. I've always loved my mother, I guess in the wrong sort of way. No, why do you have to say that, you piece of shit? Just wait. Well, I guess I'm being quiet about it, so I might as well tell you now. Yeah, that's on the note, the PS part. We used to, okay. No. We used to have a great cat named Claire. Oh, yeah. Bestiality is a thing of mine, too. No! So now you know. And so I strangled it. I drowned it. And then I cut it open. You know, the rest. I ripped it open and stuck it in there. Oh, my God. He is Ed Kemper. (laughs) The detectives say, so sex with a live person that doesn't turn you on? Quote, I don't necessarily mind. I don't have standards or morals. A body's a body. A piece of meat in the end. Kevin tells the police he washes up uh, since, you know, his penis is all bloody from fucking his dead cat and his mother. Oh, my God. Wait, 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 wait. He did them both in the same day? I he, thought you meant they used to have a cat and he... Right, because he killed it that day. He strangled and drowned the cat, cut it open, fucked the cat. He lost his virginity through necrophilic bestiality, killed his mom, and then fucked his mom after she was dead. Right. Kevin tells the police he washes up. From the uh, bloody genitalia. Uh, And then he had actually planned on killing and raping his sister, Desiree. Sounds like it. But claims... How old is his sister? uh, I think she's in her early 20s. She's older. Okay. Uh, I don't think she lived there. I never heard that uh, she did. I But claims that, quote, I had had my fill. It felt a little too excessive, you know? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Uh, you are a really funny guy. Kevin. Hilarious. Be hilarious. <laughs> you know. <clears throat> Kevin had actually written several notes besides the suicide note, the murder plan on the back. He wrote a separate letter to his sister stating, quote, keep your head. Hurry. She might still be alive. And then a final note the police would find that simply said, chase me. Sorry for the mess. What the fuck? It was wrong. With- he legit thinks he's funny. Kevin says that he was just in a very playful mood at the time, <laughs> and he wanted to leave town and see what happened. He got on his bike and began riding. <laughs> he, he didn't even fucking steal your mom's car. He didn't know how to drive. What? A, see, he is a, he's a coward. He, oh my God. I zigzagged around like an idiot because I had no idea, no idea where I was going to go. It was a little leisurely because, I mean, after you murder someone, after you cross that kind of line, you really don't think about it much. Think of the people that were walking on the street and, like, gave him a nod or smile at, you know, like, not knowing that this fucking weirdo riding around on his bike probably really slowly 
and like it was leisurely man yeah it just murdered and raped Mm -hmm. two dead things but then i knew that my life is going is not going to go anywhere not anymore so i just kind of gave up on it midway so so brave uh, yeah right um to close out the interview one of the detectives asks kevin what he thinks his punishment should be he gives kevin three options asking which of them he thinks he deserves one 10 year pro- 10 years probation two 20 years in prison or three 100 years in prison without hesitation kevin chooses 100 years in prison kevin's trial began on uh monday march or march monday october 6 2014 he had entered an initial plea of not guilty, but at the uh, start of the trial, he changed his mind and he pleaded guilty. When, uh, while the jury heard the details of what he had done to his mother, Kevin turned his head towards the jury members and smiled. Jurors saw him snickering and yawning all the way through the trial and more or less, more or less just kind of spotlighting his lack of remorse and just yeah. like fuck everything kind like, of vibe he's the worst type of psychopath because he's not even smart enough to try to mask it i mean that's just your grandiose sense of self it's true. shining right through that's true um and he wanted to talk about it you know what i mean yeah he wanted to be interviewed you, you if you listen to his interviews i gave zero inflection in relation to what how he sounded yeah well you know you get the gist and well i yeah i, I fucked a corpse i fucked my mom's dead corpse he legit very straightforward he and ed kemper would be buddies yes. yeah. um is ed kemper still alive in prison i don't think so i don't think so either on october 8th the jury handed kevin his sentence it took a jury less than an hour to decide that kevin davis should spend the rest of his life in prison and this I'll briefly talk about in just a moment uh, in relation to his age and his prison sentence. So before Kevin was let out of the courtroom, his sister, Desiree, said to him, quote, you took the only person who had your back. Now you are alone. And it's kind of true because he actually told detectives, my mom was great. She didn't do anything to me. She was a great mother. My sister was fine. No problems. That's so awful. Uh, Later on, psychological expert witness James Garbarino commented on Kevin's state of mind and behavior, possibly attempting to give an answer to the why or the what signs were missed. Um, Because even Kevin says, I I showed signs. I I allegedly showed I was deviant or whatever they should have noticed. Um, He wrote a book on the controversial topic of sentencing teens to life in prison before before or around the age of 18. Um, and if there are some children who are simply incapable of rehabilitation. Quote, this one. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of rehabilitation, what options are available for someone like Kevin who seems to have no remorse whatsoever? Well, probably very limited. <laughs> However, there are exceptions, and the two classes of exceptions seem to be kids who are so profoundly damaged in early childhood from really traumatic, severe abuse that they never get a chance to develop the normal human range of feelings and relationships. Ed Kemper. Yeah. The other group are budding psychopaths <laughs> who either ding, 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 ding. <laughs> because they are born without the switch for empathy or because it has just been beaten out of them or for whatever reason, they just don't have the normal sense of connecting to other beings. This is what I will end on. He gives a really interesting example that I found educational. He continues on with an example, quote, there's a famous uh, story of a psychiatrist or a famous psychiatrist who tells the story of seeing a five year old boy in his home office. The room was old, wood paneling, and a fireplace. It was in uh, the UK. At a certain point in the session with the child, the psychiatrist steps out of the office to take an emergency phone call. He finishes the call and goes back into his office. The child, being bored, just like how Kevin was, 
had been passing the time doing a little science experiment to discover what would burn in the fireplace. He had thrown a book in the fire that burned. He had broken off the legs from a chair, some papers, all to see if they would burn. He also threw the psychiatrist's cat in the fire, just in the same sort of way as the other items. The child didn't get it. He didn't understand. To him, there wasn't any difference in a cat or a piece of wood burning in the fire. Oh, that's so scary. It was a fundamental lack of connection. And this is essentially what he equates Kevin Davis to being. Because there, there are some where you can be like, this is probably 90% yeah. their nurture. Trauma. And then there are some like this guy where it's like, oh, yeah. he would have gone on to do mm-hmm. awful things no matter what happened in his life. Like, yeah. Well, and he's, this is his point of saying he's one of the exceptions that we give kids these this, you know, don't spend your life in prison. Give them shorter sentences because mm-hmm. they are not fully developed. They don't understand blah 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 give them a chance to have a normal life let's not rank up the you know prison population by keeping these kids in prison but sometimes they're gonna get out and they're gonna do it again he's in part of the articles he said and told detectives he would kill again yeah it's a astute observation doctor um good call yeah i don't really have questions and theories i thought i did but it was pretty uh Straightforward. Pretty straightforward. My only, like, I called him a psychopath earlier. Do we think he's psychopath or sociopath? I think he's a psychopath. I think so, too. He was That too, was my initial, so I just kind of wrote it, and then I was like... Was he was just so self-absorbed. Oh, that's... Fu- and it did not help that I decided to make that grand connection of the human centipede. So while you were describing everything, I had a real nice visual to yeah. go along with yeah. it. Like, I thought I was going to have to like go throw up that was bad listening to him talk the the tone of his voice and his inflection like his just attitude and it just like it expounds upon how uh psychotic he is because he was quiet he was reserved because he was just sitting back thinking look at all these stupid fuckers yep i'm gonna kill them all yep that's awful i feel so bad for kim i know that poor woman yeah Man, fuck you, Kevin Davis. Yeah, happy Halloween. Yeah, Jesus, fuck. Mm-hmm. Are we rolling? Rolling. Rolling, rolling. Cool. So mine is a little bit less traumatic. Mm. Still awful. <laughs> but um, we're not going to end on a nauseous note. Nausea. Which is nice. So... I am going to tell you all the story of Orange Socks, a.k.a. No, I won't, I won't say her name yet because that's a little suspense the for surprise. the first paragraph. Yeah, so this is Orange <laughs> Socks' story. So, Halloween night, 1979, Georgetown, Texas, where if you are not from Texas, if you don't know, Georgetown is about 30 miles north of Austin-ish. I think of it as a suburb of Austin. It's definitely not, but yeah, it's a college town. Yeah. Um, it runs off of I-35. The body of a young woman, possibly in her 20s, is found in a concrete culvert, which is a tubey thing. Okay, so I yeah. looked up what a culvert is. Yeah. Cool, hey. so you know. It's what no, the kids hung out. I know out. now. Yeah, it's the tubey thing that the kids huh. hung out in, in it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a culvert. So Dairy. Yes. Yes. Good old dairy. <sighs> um, uh, they found, she was found in a concrete culvert off of I-35. She's about five feet, nine inches, and 160 pounds, give or take a few. 
Her hair is long and reddish brown. Her eyes are hazel. She has pierced ears, but she's not wearing any earrings, and she's wearing a silver ring on her right hand. She's also nude, save for her orange socks. I was going to say she sounds like a babe, but that sounds rude now. Uh, I don't know. She's tall. She's got pretty eyes. She does sound like a babe. Yeah. That's not rude. I mean, I don't think that's rude. Well, then you said she was found nude. You know, it just sounds kind of gross. Yes. But you didn't know that when you thought that thing. So, yeah. It's fine. Um, She had been strangled to death as indicated by the bruising on her neck. She had also been sexually assaulted. For 40 years, she was known only as Orange Socks. She is now known to be Deborah Jackson. So, at the time when Deborah's body is found, um, investigators knew only these facts. Her legs were unshaven, and she was a bit unkempt. And fair warning, remember the time. Hippie So this dippy. is 1979. Yeah, and some of these observations might seem a little slut-shamey or a little bit, like, um, presumptuous. So I'm just, this is what investigators yeah. knew. We'll go into questions and theories. The social norms and what you were meant to do as a young lady back yeah. then, even today, is just different. Exactly. So she was a bit, quote, unkempt. Her legs were unshaven. Um, she There was a towel found near her body, um, and it was a towel that she had used in place of a sanitary pad. Okay. So it was used to soak up her menstrual blood. Okay. Um, it was found near her body at the scene of the crime, or the scene of her dumping site, really. Um, she hadn't had much dental work done in her life, but her teeth were in like decent condition she hadn't had any cavities um but she was missing two teeth so i'm assuming um because i don't really have any pictures of her face because it was her corpse um i'm assuming it's like your insignificant like back teeth you know how sometimes when people smile really big you're like Ah, you're missing a tooth i didn't fucking know that yeah yeah so i don't think it was like her two front teeth she was missing um she also had an std um, she had complications. Very common back then, though. Yeah, also. she she had complications um, due to gonorrhea, um, something that kind of part of the you know uh, effects of gonorrhea. There was this portion of it that like ended up in your fallopian tubes, and it yeah. causes an inflammation. It's really dangerous, yeah. actually. So that's what she suffered from. Um, again, no judgment. There was a hotel key that I read in like three reports and like two reports I didn't read anything about the key so maybe um, that was from Oklahoma Um, but there were definitely two matchbooks found at the scene of the crime one of which was from a hotel in Henrietta Oklahoma and that is six hours north so that's six hours away 1979 so good drive Henrietta sounds like it's a town in Oklahoma it does right Henrietta Oklahoma Henrietta So DNA was gathered from her body, but she didn't match any descriptions of any active missing persons. So her case went cold. Um, You know, they did what they could at the time. 1980 DNA is still such a fledgling thing. So they didn't have much they could do with it. Um, But they did keep it on file. a little transient. And so if you're not there to be missing, then you're not missing. Exactly. You know what I mean? That is what was the assumption that she was kind of a a drifter, Mm -hmm. a hitchhiker. Um, 
So her case goes cold, and she's, this is super sad. This is maybe the most sad part about this. She was buried in Georgetown in a grave marker that said, unidentified woman. It's like, ugh, that's so awful. At least they didn't put orange socks. At least they didn't put orange like, socks, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was. What the fuck? When did that not I know. happen? Unidentified woman sounds so much more, like, unloved, you know? It's just very it's just, formal. It's sad, Yeah. yeah. Um, it was theorized that she was possibly a sex worker or a hitchhiker, um, sex worker due to, you know, the STD, her unkempt manner, but she did have some uh, things like, you know, her, uh, her nails were polished, you know, there were certain things about her and probably the hotel key that they found there, like, she could be a sex worker, could be a hitchhiker, we don't really know. She could have just been without a fucking razor for a minute. She could also. have. I, I don't know. currently have not shaved my legs in like two weeks. And well, it's great. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> um, not to interrupt like with a super kind of decent question. Did they def- like get a time of death based on? Because I mean, if if she's out there, decomposition obviously would show. But like, yeah. I don't know. I guess your hair wouldn't grow. Oh, my God. She's dead. I'm an idiot. It was pretty. Wow. <laughs> that out. It was pretty. Um so i will i will say no let's scratch it i don't even no 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 no. okay it's it's pretty much assumed that her body was found shortly after being dumped there okay so the time of death is kind of not really known but it wasn't like hours 48 hours probably within 24 hours also i told hannah this earlier um since we now know her name is deborah jackson for 40 fucking years she was known as orange socks so i tried to find those articles that only knew her as orange socks so because i thought they would give me a little bit more of the investigative process up until then and i searched and i searched and i searched and i searched and you can probably go on google and search and you'll fucking find it because you're lucky and you'll give us a review about it but all i could find were updated stories just kind of like cool she's identified this is yeah, how we did it yeah it's a catch 22 yeah so you know i i tried to find more about the investigation and again it was 1979 so i could probably go do a visit up in austin and go microfishing, but you know didn't do that so in 1982 so three years some odd three years after her body is found Good old Henry Lee Lucas confessed to her murder. He actually even had details from the crime scene, like the matchbooks. Um, and when police took him on one of his field trips to the scene of a crime, yeah. he was able to point out the culvert while they were driving down I-35. So he did have some details, but he said her name was, uh, excuse me, he said her name was probably Joni or Judy. Those are common eighties so, names. names, or maybe a, a sex a worker alias. Yeah, yeah. Or alias pseudonym. God, yeah. why do I? <laughs> She's a writer. So he claimed that she picked he. He claimed that he picked her up in Oklahoma, and they had sex, and then they were driving. She refused to do it with him a second time, and then tried to leave his car. For this, Lucas said he strangled her and then drove the six hours to Georgetown to dump her body. No physical evidence could link Henry Lee Lucas to this, um, but the confession was enough to result in him getting capital punishment. He received the death sentence in 1984. This was the only crime that he confessed to that was able to pin him enough to 
a death sentence because but he probably just got the info from an inmate exactly Duh. yeah because he knew specific details mm-hmm. and could point out the culvert and they didn't know her name she wasn't yeah. in it so him saying Joni or judy they were probably like okay, okay. this is probably Joni or judy well and it's as common as debbie name. you know or exactly. deborah like it's just yeah yeah so this is the one that, that i thought that was super interesting huh. that this unsolved this case part. like the hundreds that he mm-hmm. confessed to investigators still think that he only credibly can be linked to like a hundred like not credibly linked but like that he probably just did a hundred yeah this is the one that got him the death sentence but after this death sentence george w bush who was governor at the time commuted his sentence to life oh he's like the only one that he commuted to right and it was due to the lack of evidence so (sighs) this is why when you were talking about larry Mm. swearingen or swearinger swearingen is it (laughs) yeah god damn it um that's why i was like what the fuck how did henry lee lucas henry lee lucas get his sentence commuted to life and this guy who had way less of a credible body count and way more of a um you know reasonable doubt yeah <laughs> like, it was like how does that happen so fictitious that like, was fucking crazy that shit. you talked about that and i'm talking about yeah. this guy i mean it's the government man it's all mk ultra yeah. exposure you know what oh, i mean god <laughs> straight to the top um so then after he was commuted to life, crazy fucking Lucas recanted his entire confession. So investigators are left at square one, basically. Like, cool, that took us on a wild goose chase for no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. I guess the only silver lining here is that there was no f- known family to be right. left held on the on the line for this. So again, her case goes cold and she was still orange socks. So a few times her photo was reconstructed and released and it took me a minute. I was like, why didn't they just release a photo of her? And then I was like, no, no, no. They don't release photos of dead bodies to the public. Usually. I mean, I guess right off the bat, because I'm thinking we see crime scene photos and you yeah. know, pictures of that nature. But they're not going to do that when you're like, hey, have you seen this dead girl? Right. Like, no. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Naked so, dead girl. Yeah. Let's just <laughs> plaster that everywhere. Yeah. Milk cartons. But so her photo had been reconstructed. Um, her, her face had been reconstructed and photos were released um, periodically. And it was always kind of like brought up in pop culture, you know, like different um, yeah. 2020s or America's Most Wanted, stuff like that. Well, and like, I hate to say thank you, Henry Lee Lucas, but honestly, she could just be another statistic. Like, he as shitty as he is, her name he in the kind of put it on, not the map, but like, it helped in a weird roundabout way it got her case a lot of press and so that's why it was national news Mm -hmm. because of this fucking drifter murderer um so in 2001 there was a missing person found not they didn't find the missing person Mm -hmm. but a missing person was resembling her a bit but the dna didn't match it wasn't her two other women oh i'm sorry eight total women were thought to be orange socks throughout these 40 years that she went unidentified but they were all ruled out as well for various reasons so her case was widely speculated on by armchair investigators and true crime shows Mm -hmm. i got good information from a couple of just like armchair investigation blog sites and that was cool yeah um because it was thorough when i like went and cross-referenced it with like actual news articles i was like nope yeah they got it right 
It wasn't Me. just a sensationalized 2020. Exactly. Or like it was just kind of like, I want to be the one yeah. that solves this Here's fucking the crime. Info, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, ooh, and did I write that in my questions and theories? Okay, good. Because <laughs> I want to make sure I mention this. So, in 2016, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children um, was able to enter her into their database and they re- released new facial reconstructions. So again, you know, this is a very long timeline, 2001, 2016. Mm-hmm. But the point is she had been kept, people were remembering she existed and yeah. had not been identified. So it was kept in the limelight, I guess, for lack of a better term. Well, and I mean, I guess if the stipulations are for the exploited children aspect is mm-hmm. a certain age, but I think there's exceptions, like how VICAP, it's like, it doesn't always have to be a violent crime. Yeah. It can sometimes just be a really mysterious situation, you and know? in a couple articles, her age was written as anywhere from 15 yeah. to you 30. Said it may be in her 20s. Exactly. So, okay. so I think they were probably like, no, she could be 15. Put her on there, see what happens. Exactly. Um, so nothing came of that. Oh. And then investigators, uh, and then I wrote, investigators and organizations were doing their best to keep her case active and finally identify her. Then August of 2019 happened. Dude, okay, 2019. I told Cassie that we've all heard this case. Mm-hmm. I had no idea, slash didn't remember that it was in Texas. So even, it's like recent... I don't know. I just like I'm baffled. Everyone knows orange socks, orange socks, orange yeah. socks. Never would have thought multiple choice. Never would have said Texas. Yeah. It, or recent. Super. <laughs> right. Recent developments. What? Yeah. Um, that's why it was so hard for me to find any article that wasn't about the recent developments right, right, because right. they're two oh, months yeah, yeah. old. Okay, got it, got it, yeah. So the DNA Doe Project, uh, which is a nonprofit yeah. that, yeah, they use familial DNA mm-hmm. to identify Jane and John Doe's. They got involved in her case. And so think of this familial DNA thing. It's only been the past maybe Couple being years. generous five years yeah. that people have been able to solve crimes using that shit. So I think that's really cool that they were like, oh, this hasn't been. You have DNA, right? fuck it cool let's put it in this national database mm-hmm. so a more complete genetic profile was established and uploaded to JEDmatch yay yeah um, and that was in June of 2019 and also around that time a new sketch was released to the public so it seems like as the technology got better they were like update this case update this case well, so I think that's chance. really cool there's for Williamson a, County to do there's a hope that yeah okay we can have scientific proof that mm-hmm. you know this could link to something so we'll you know stir up the discussion again yeah you know and one of my most frustrating things about this case in my research was only finding the recent articles because i have looked at this case before to yeah. do it and it, it had been written down when i figured out it was on halloween that she was found mm-hmm. i was like cool i'm gonna go ahead and do it for this i remember reading quotes from police officers who found her body or investigators throughout the mm. years that were like, we want, this is, you know, she's my daughter's age or she's, you know, it's just not right that this woman is buried in basically an unmarked grave. And like uh, she yeah. died in this way. Her body was left in this way. It's not right. And it, it sits with me. So I think it really affected a lot of yeah. law enforcement. And so that's, that's why they were like, no, we're going to find who, who she well, is I mean, one day. Think about all the, 
just first detectives that pass through their hands on their mm-hmm. desk. Then you get cold case units after yep. cold case unit after different jurisdictions. And they like, make that's sure a it stays lot of people. near the top of the pile. Yeah. They're like, they're, do all these, but also keep this mm-hmm. one all the way visible. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> so it was the combination of both the DNA gen match efforts and the facial reconstruction that was finally able to identify Deborah Jackson. Was it Lois Gibson? Did she do the... the no, oh. it was um, another no. another female. No. Because I, I looked at her name and Damn I was like, do we it. know that name? No, we don't. No, yeah. That. I think I wrote it down somewhere, but maybe I didn't. I don't know. It's... Our sources are going to be posted so you, you can go. find it in the source. So... This is when a woman called Williamson County Sheriff's saying that the new sketch that released looked like her sister. Bitch, where have you been? Mm-hmm. That, that plays into a lot of my questions and theories. So this is everyone's favorite part. Cassie logs back into her computer to read something that she didn't <laughs> want to totally transcribe. So this is a quote directly from a KIRO7 article um, that's going to be in our notes local news great Kiro yeah so Kiro <laughs> Kiro7 <seven>. uh, <laughs> so a saliva sample taken from Jackson's sister and compared to the genetic profile of quote orange socks was inconclusive Hmm. DNA samples taken from two additional Jackson family members were also inconclusive. Um, Detective Williamson County Sheriff Robert Chody said. What? I didn't want to just say his... Chody said I had to say yeah. his whole name but his last name is Chody that's un- that's unfortunate but he's doing great work so he's he's trying to rise above that name this the sheriff but like oh man Chody, that's gotta suck on. growing up like that man I know I mean I was low-hanging fruit but sorry <laughs> I just had to like want to make sure it's not of you can't avoid it so yeah. um detectives then turn to the less exact <laughs> not how I would have worded that but it been this is a direct quote inaccurate is what they should thank have said. you yeah the less exact mitochondrial DNA or the DNA passed from a mother to her children I'm pretty sure that's super exact yeah. what it's probably harder is what they meant to say to to get the, that's like directly in like to your test. mitochondria and like your nucleus of your fucking cells yeah okay I don't know. so Jackson was positively positively identified through this mitochondrial DNA. So they finally, they kept going. They were like, okay, this one didn't work. This one didn't work. Let's try this deep dive. Boop, got her. The sheriff said cold case detectives um, were at that point asking for any information the public might have about Jackson, particularly those who were living in Abilene, Amarillo. Abilene, Amarillo. Abilene and Henry. I thought it was Abilene. Okay, is this one right? Azel? Easy so. Ellie, thank you. Two Easy Ellie, what? Easy Ellie is what it's called. A- oh yeah, Azel, thank you. Okay. Um, in the time frame from 1977 <laughs> to 1979, um, Jackson was working in 1977, um, though authorities do not know where. And then in 1978, she worked at a Ramada Inn in Amarillo. <gasps> Shut up, that's the mm-hmm. hotel. Well, that's not the hotel. Oh, it could uh, be. It could be the key. I think they yeah, speculated that the I key mean, was from that Ohio, right? That would make um, sense. 
So it is now known as a Camelot Inn. Jackson also Whoa. worked at an assisted living facility wow. called Burmont in Azel in 1978. And then 1979, she completely disappears from the radar. Her social security activity is just gone. So it is, well, questions and theories. Okay. So her family never reported her missing because she frequently left home and they just assumed she never came back. So wow, it's I'm, like the one time that mm-hmm. they thought she was a runaway. Usually the family is like, no, she wouldn't do yep. that. Wow. Yeah, that's why I think it's possible that this might be, maybe it was a kind of a broken right. family. Maybe she did have a little bit of like, quote unquote, troubled past like you know maybe she dabbled um, in drugs yeah and, like, went to hang out abuse, late. maybe her family fucking sucked maybe, you know what i mean yeah like, and she was just like i'm gonna get out of here maybe didn't. she was a sex worker maybe she had to do what right. she had to do to get by so did they say her no age judgment. yet her age did they have they definitively said like her age around the 70s when she was working and stuff just Not to like, get I a saw. better like range of like okay she was in her early 20s she was like i'm gonna strike out i'm gonna do my thing i got jobs i got money i'm gonna go do whatever i didn't shave my legs who fucking cares yeah not that i saw (laughs) yeah i don't know just to Um, add more i don't know yeah concrete evidence of i should have thought to maybe see if they had found her age but it wasn't in the seven articles i read gotcha who knows um so yeah they assume she just never came back deborah jackson is her name she did not deserve to go out the way she did. Also anonymous for 40 years. Does they not have a fucking TV in Amarillo? I know, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. It took a long time. And we can post, I can make a um, kind of like a photo collage of the different mm-hmm. sketches yeah. of her. And the last one definitely does look most like her. A couple of that the other crazy. ones look like very fetal alcohol syndrome-y. They, mm. they don't look like her. So I can see how maybe you wouldn't, but also it's like, how do you not know? How do you not hear from somebody and have that thought in the back of your head, like maybe something bad did happen that kind of looks like her? I don't know. Who knows? What well, um? Do they find who did it? No. So investigators can now work to trace her whereabouts <clears throat> and put her to rest in peace finally, but they still do not know who killed her. That's what they're trying to do now. Basically, her case is like reopened now that they yeah. have an identity and they can try to figure out what the fuck she was doing. Hopefully, wow. if you, listeners, know anyone who worked in and around Amarillo, Texas in 1978. No one. You know, fucking maybe they went to the... Ramada Inn or the Camelot Inn or maybe you had a family member that was living at the assisted living facility like you know isn't there like a military base up there isn't there like something where <sighs> I don't know there could, I don't know there has to be some economy that keeps that area going I just feel like Amarillo was she at a Halloween morning morning was yeah. she at a Halloween party that's why she had orange socks on was that part of her uniform right at the there's hotel? so many things now that they can start to try to piece together so I think you know maybe in the next few years we will have some DNA match to some and they've kept it preserved killer. this long and exactly at, you know to this point it's impacted them enough they've wanted to keep it alive wow so questions and theories um so I you know I'm thinking maybe uh, it was a dysfunctional family life, a dysfunctional broken yeah. home. Because, yeah, that's that's probably why you can leave home and never come back and never 
contact anyone and they, don't they never fuck. report it. Yeah, because they just not to put words in their mouth. Right, but, but it just clearly it didn't really cross. That their was minds. the family dynamic. Yeah. yeah. Um, did she have a quote troubled life? Was she a sex worker? I think it's possible. the The hotel um, matchbook. Mm-hmm. That's the one that's kind of like mm, maybe she was in Oklahoma. Maybe she had kind of drifted up to Oklahoma and she was engaging Get in some sex Texas, work. Right. Like, see what else is out there. Yeah, because I believe Amarillo to Oklahoma isn't it's not that, that far, far away. No. So, yeah, that's probably pretty feasible. Um, but even if she wasn't doing sex work, she might have just been at that hotel, you know? So yeah. they just and think she was a sex worker because, because of the of STD. The STD yeah. Which, like I said, how many... Uh, it, yeah. It was the era for that. Not Free the love era, a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was, I feel Sex like that, education is not a thing in Texas well, at the time, I'm like, sure. No offense to Amarillo, but like healthcare, maybe she just didn't have money to go get a fucking prescription. You know what I mean? Get 100%. an antibiotic. Yeah. So. And you're hitchhiking. You don't have money for tampons. Like. Right. Do what you got to do. We've all made a oh makeshift. Gosh. You know, situation. Yeah. When, when they, they said towel, I was like, that's much better than the <laughs> wadded up toilet paper. Yeah. I think every woman yes. I've ever known uses. Like, that's a bit more permanent, babe. Yeah. Good job. Um, so Henry Lee Lucas, could he have done this? Mm, no, he was He's in Florida at idiot. the time. He was pretty much placed in Florida at the yeah. time of the crime. So it's inconceivable that he would be able to drive from Oklahoma, from Florida to Oklahoma. They flew some. He drove. Remember, he was driving. Yeah. He said. Plus, I mean, I think all those cops just really wanted to solve those cases. Like, put an end to it. Give the the facade of closure. Right. And just whatever. So I'm glad that this didn't happen. No. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel My next question was, could it be now... Most prolific serial killer in U.S. history, Samuel mm-hmm. Little. So I went to the F, excuse me, the FBI website. Um, Henry Zabrowski and Ben Kissel let us know that the FBI is posting all of Samuel Little's sketches yeah. that he's doing because I apparently this for school. Actually. Yeah, he has a photographic memory. So I searched through all of them. There are only like there's only one in Texas so far, mm-hmm. um, and His it was like in fading. Houston, I think. Something like that. It was not in Austin, mm-hmm. and it was also um, a woman of color. Yeah, I feel so, like a lot of his victims were African American. Yeah, and so. Mm. But when I thought maybe she was a sex worker, I know Samuel Little preyed on the yeah. less dead. Yeah. So I was like, maybe, maybe one of her his pictures resembles her. You know, I looked at the Oklahoma ones. I think there might be one. So. Mm-hmm. No, dude, he hit up everywhere. He's the next Henry Holy Lucas fuck, with just dude. a little bit more credibility. Credibility, yeah. Um. There were thought to be initially, um, she was found in the same manner as another murdered woman um, who was found, I think, like 60 miles away. Like, okay, there I mean, could that's be connections. Close as fuck. Yeah. yeah, so I. Same manner? I mean. Yeah, I believe just na- nude. Socks. Nude and Culvert. strangled. I don't hey. think socks. I think now that police have a name and they have her whereabouts ish, mm-hmm. they can start to see if they're Make maybe she does, yeah, connect to something. Um, and then also a big point that this investigator Chody was making in the articles I read, um, he urges everyone if you do a DNA test yeah. to upload it to GenMatch and opt in you have to opt in to investigators and police law enforcement yeah. being able to use your mm-hmm. your DNA so he said the right thing now everyone freaks out about is like yeah. oh privacy it's like no you have to like consent yes 
So he urges people to consent because uh-huh. there are about 10% of people that haven't, which is good, I think, out of the, I think it's like 1.3 million DNA samples that mm-hmm. are in this system now. But yeah, so... If Don't you, go and commit a crime. No, definitely afterwards. not. <laughs> definitely be not. Your crazy fucking cousin might be implicated yeah. because of you, but I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Definitely. But yeah, if you get a uh, 23andMe kit for your birthday or for Christmas coming mm-hmm. up, maybe do that because I think that's super cool. I want one and I'm going to do that. Also, her last name's Jackson. My last name's Jackson. <gasps> Who knows if I'm related to her family in any fucking weird way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Texas um, man so yeah questions and theories are really this entire case because yeah. we still don't know much it's so new but it's cool that it's back in the spotlight um and they have things to go off of now so yeah if you're from Amarillo or you knew people from your mom or dad lived in Amarillo around that time maybe mm-hmm. ask them if they knew who Deborah Jackson was and right. show them her picture it's really sad I, I, I hate that there's a lot of like personal years. speculation on yeah. she is a person but, you know, hopefully all of that will come to light and people just need to look past it just because you have an STD, just because you have hairy legs. That's, I mean, that's like a cool thing to do now. Does not a sex worker you make. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she doesn't deserve what happened to her. And no. I hope that, who knows? I mean, like you said, that woman that was found 60 miles away could be connected. Could be. And yep. hopefully the person is uh, found. Yeah. I And I wish I had more information about, about the investigation over those 40 years instead of just like hooray we know who she well, is I mean, now there so wasn't, there was if only you want to yell at me bit. i know shut up <laughs> i know i know you know i know but, but i mean there really wasn't any development you know no, you hit it wasn't the high it was like yeah uh, we talked about it when it face us out it's, like, well, it's brand new i'll definitely um make a photo collage yeah. of the different like I guess if I can find a chronological progression of the that's what I was going to say is that not the shots. <laughs> composite sketches thank you it's interesting the the um, transition the age progression of mm-hmm. composite sketches are crazy yeah because a lot of them are digital and then the ones that are hand drawn are just insane of that you can create something based on like what they might look like today right 40 years later insane uh-huh very cool it's it's a weird 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 cool talent Mm -hmm. like I can't even draw I literally can't draw a cat because I can't draw a good circle so well you just have to rip it open and then put your penis inside of it I had forgotten (laughs) about that like I don't know if you guys got that initially like I thought maybe he like cut off the head and stuck it in the head hole no 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 belly button yeah cat belly button yeah gross yeah yeah, so I think that might be uh, might be it for my story. Can't cool. say a fuck you because we don't know. Yeah, so. not yet. Pending fuck you. Fuck your uncle if he did it. Could be. Who knows? It's always an uncle. It's always an uncle. Because <laughs> <laughs> those, well, no, sometimes they have children. <laughs> what? It's like it's never a father, but it's like, no. It's yes, always it's sometimes some, a father. It's always a guy. It's always a guy. We hate all men. Didn't you know? Yeah. Haven't Come you, on. Haven't you, you heard? read our reviews? You must what? not listen unless you hate men also. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was our Halloween episode. It's keeping up the spookiness. <laughs> I feel like there was something else I wanted to say as usual. We, we're not going to probably be back for a minute. Like, we're back, but we're not, like, back. Yeah, it's we're... It's holidays, things, and I don't know. Wait, you got to sit back down and we got to close out the thing. Oh, You're always, we already did. No, we didn't Sorry. say anything. We said we're going to go look at our calendars. Sorry. 
Pretend like you care. All right. Um, thanks for listening. We'll be back hopefully next month with more Texas true crime. Yeah. Um, and if anyone's listening, happy, happy Halloween. Halloween. But for real. This time. Yeah. Oh, to quote um, Evil Dead, you're all going to die tonight. Yeah. <laughs>